It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Inspirado Projecto. I'm very excited to present this episodic to you. I uh, have at least, I think, one more of these to upload. These are the Q&As from the Dos Lagos Film Festival that uh, occurred October 21st through October 23rd at the shops at Dos Lagos in the town of Corona. Uh, That was 2022. So um, I've got another one up there. Got another one up there uh, from October 21st. So look that up. That is a really great, that's a really good uh, good one with the uh, filmmakers. This one takes place on 10-22, October 22nd. And we have quite a cavalcade of stars. Uh, we're going to start out with a Q&A uh, that I'm administering with Xanadu Hellfire. We got some cast and crew from there. A Q&A with, uh, that Dave Uchansky hosts with the cast and crew of Run Rabbit. Uh, also, we got a fun fact by Henry D. Horse. We're going to have interviews, uh, a Q&A uh, with Dave Uchansky and uh, what we called the Mulholland Block. And that contained um, movies of uh, The Package, Stoop Kid Trailer, Playboy Eddie, Unobtrusive, Madcap Motel, and Ivy League Crime Lords. So we're going to have cast and crew Q&As there. And also a Q&A with me and uh, Dwayne from Dental Plan. So, can't wait to play that for you. Also, Rob Broski from uh, Twin Peaks, he's the woodsman. He he stops by to say hello. And uh, if you have Spotify, you'll be able to hear a song that I attached on here by a band called Wishing to Float called I Can't Believe It, But Of Course I Can. It's a band called Wishing to Float. You'll find them out there on Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, uh, iTunes, Spotify, they're all over the place. But I'm trying out this new feature here. Uh, uh, on Now that Spotify owns Anchor, they will let you attach a Spotify song on there. So thought I'd give that a try. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, give me a call. This is the, the, the uh, toll-free phone number, 561-203-9179. Call it up, leave a voice message, 561-203-9179-er. We cannot wait to hear from you. And thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. So uh, what's your first name and what were all of your duties that you did for this movie? I noticed you had a little guest appearance in there. Oh, yeah. So uh, my name's Justin. Yeah. I wrote... Wrote it, paid for it, uh, directed it, um, acted in it, did wardrobe, um, editing, and some props, a lot of the props. I think that's it. I think. Incredible. How long did it take for you to shoot that? 15 days. Yeah, that's it? That's it. It's incredible. Did you use two cameras or one? We used two cameras on certain days, yeah. That's always helpful. I think like if more movies, if they use two cameras, they could, it would help them out with editing a lot, right? Did you notice that with you? Yeah, we were lucky. It made it, you know, it, it cut our time down, which is really good. We had a really cool, our like second camera up there, filmmakers. So like Randy here who shot the movie, edited, he did all the effects by himself. Wow, man. Cool effects, yeah. man. Thank you. And, cool effects. And uh, yeah, it really helps because we, we were, we're all like filmmakers and we just all help each other. And yeah, it definitely makes it go better. You know, at at uh, at Dos Lagos so far, the people that I've met, like they've just seemed to have found this great tribe of people. Yeah. And you know, who are good at what they're doing, and they just form this really great ensemble. I thought that the cast was really good in the ways that they, you know, interacted with each yeah. other. And were there some special directions that you'd give them that would tighten that the rapport between them? So I rarely give anybody any notes because I want to see what they're gonna do. Yeah. So it's just an adjustment of. 
you know, even the kids, like I just let them roll and they were so excited to cuss. It was, it wasn't even funny. I bet, I bet. Yeah. Here's a good way. Like if you're casting kids and you want to know if the kids and the parents are cool, put cussing in the audition. And if they do it, they're really cool people. Yeah. And these are two of the most amazing people I've ever met is these two, these three kids, all these kids. I'm going to, I'm going to get to you guys in a second. So I'm, I'm recording this for my podcast. It's called Inspirato Projecto. So all the Q and A's that I've done so far, um, will go up, up there and I'll let you guys know. We'll put it on the Facebook page and everything. And what is your name? I'm Aria. I love it. Great job in there. Thank you. Great job. So did you, did you have to, uh, did you have to learn how to do a little stick fighting there? Um, I already knew how to do some what? of it. What? So How'd you know how to do that? Well, I do dance, so I do a lot of, like, kicks and, yeah. That's good. The, the, your cartwheels were really cool. I could tell you had some gymnastics lessons. Thank you. That was good. How long have you been acting for? Um, I've been acting since I was four. Very cool. It's only going to keep evolving this way, especially if you align yourself with a crew like this, right? Yeah. It's always important to find people who are encouraging towards your hopes and dreams, right? Mm-hmm. How about your family? Um, I am, my mom used to be an actor, and I have a two-year-old sister. She's in the audience, and my grandpa was the one taking me to set, so. Incredible. This is great. Maybe someday you can, you could do a family movie together, huh? Mm-hmm. So, and you did a fantastic job helping them at the end. You come right in there, you swoop in, mm-hmm. and you help everybody out. Now, did you learn some, uh, some stick fighting as well while you are on set? Um, I actually already knew stick fighting, too, because Incredible. I do a martial art where that's required. It's called Kung Fu. You, get, you do Kung Fu? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is good. I used to love watching the Kung Fu movies growing up. I loved it. I haven't watched them. You gotta watch them. They used to have something called Samurai Sunday, and I would just, I loved it. It was like a dance. These like, with the, with the sticks and everything. You gotta, you gotta watch some of those. Talk to your parents about that. How long have you been acting? Oh, a short while. A short while? Maybe like three or four years. Three, now, how many? Three, three, I think. Was this your first movie? Yeah, yes. This is your first one? Yes, it was. And was this your first time seeing you up on the big screen? I do think in a movie theater, yes. Is that cool or what? It is. Yes. And you um, said you saw yourself in a movie before, right? Um, it was this movie, just a different screening. Oh, but this is what I've you were talking about myself. before. We had to piece it together, right? Yeah, we did, yeah, we did another screening, and then Chloe lives in Las Vegas, and she had her own screening like three weeks ago. So we did sold out one screening, and then we did two in one day. Wait, okay, so hold on. You live in a whole different state. Oh, yeah. How did you all get together for, how did that work? Did you, how did this all work? Did you shoot in Las Vegas, or so, how did that work? So I had no idea they were from Las Vegas, and I just, I found out right before we were shooting. And I remember Chloe's mom, Nicole, who's amazing, said, oh, we're, good. we're from Las Vegas, and we're going to, you know, I had him shooting one day and then five days of doing nothing. And that's how she got in the movie more because she's like, we're going to be here for five days. And, sh- and like, I can't have her just sit around for five days. So that's how she's in most of the movie. Very cool. So it, it, it doubled her yeah, part. Man. Yeah, man. How cool is that? Right. What a great surprise that must have been, huh? Yeah. I was very excited. I'm like, oh, I have more lines and more lines and more lines. Oh, it, wow. It just shows you what's possible, right? You never know what kind of surprises are hiding around the corner. And my favorite part was cursing all through I it. bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> I feel the same way as you. When I first heard Hall & Oates' song, Rich Girl, on the radio, I was like, oh, I get to say the word bitch. You know, it was really cool in front of my mom. So, uh, what, now you, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. You did, you did a great job in the movie. Did you, did you know these girls before you got a chance to act with them? Uh, you mean like, um, like, yeah, I, I guess I did. You knew, did you, you, Wait, no. Did you I, all meet each other like during the auditions, or how did that work? No, no. The auditions, I believe, were self tapes. Yeah, right? they were self tapes, yeah. and so we just met before start, we started filming. Well, I think you all set. had a, you all had a great rapport. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Uh, a great connection. You have a great connection between oh. you all, as if you actually did go to school together. I could tell you all were very committed to your parts. Thank you. There's authenticity in what you did. <laughs> I want you to remember that. Thank you. It's hugely important. It's why you got those Dustin Hoffmans of the world, you know, the graduate. Maybe you're a little young for that one. So what was your part in the movie? Hi. Oh, uh, I actually played the Green Witch. So. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, I'm the one in the uh, big green cape. Oh, my God. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> so did you, did you know how to do some martial arts and, like, stick fighting and all that before no, this? No, actually, I'm very impressed by these youngins because I don't know any of that. Uh, I'm a cosplayer and a LARPer. 
that's great. So that was perfect <laughs> so, for you, right? You're used to dressing up in costumes. You're like, oh, this is, I yeah. do this. I wake up, you know, dressed as Supergirl in the morning. It's no problem, right? I, I love to dress as Wonder Woman and do all that nonsense. I love it. Uh, I don't know anything about acting. I'm just a friend of Justin's, and he's... He's done such a great job and been so gracious Whoa. as to let me be part of his projects. I love it. I love it. The costume she brought was her, was her own stuff. I really? I gave her the cape. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's, he's been so wonderful in letting me design parts of the costume and bring a little bit of my Native American ancestry actually into the character. I love it. It's been fun. So would you suggest to other filmmakers maybe it's a good idea to hire more cosplayers for their movies? Uh, sure. I mean, we're kind of all in one. We do our makeup. We do our costume. Uh, I mean, I guess we're very economical. <laughs> I would say, right? You're your own wardrobe department. Yeah, I right? guess. Here's my closet. Here's my 43, you know, <laughs> costumes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I guess originally they were supposed to kill off my character, but we just kind of got a little little carried so away. She's Yet another surprise. How cool is that? Coolest people I've ever met. Yeah. Oh, like, thank you. She, she did something so nice. After the first day of shooting, I tried to pay her, and she said, can you give my pay to Macy who played Xanadu. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I forgot. But I just you're so amazing that you did that. Like just, but that just shows me who you are. I'm Ooh. I forgot that I shouldn't say but sorry about that. But but that just shows it me. It shows your heart, right? Yeah, yeah. But and we just couldn't and it was so cool the visual. I mean when we were shooting it the whole time, like there's you could hear Randy on the camera moving toward like this is so cool. This is so cool. Like I love is, it. Yeah this is so cool. So that's it. why we couldn't kill off. And, and if we do a part two, she'll be a very, very big part of it. So. Gosh, that is so cool, man. You never know how it's going to evolve, right? Yeah. So you did all these special effects. How long have you been doing special effects? Uh, for about seven or eight years, um, I've been uh, doing cinematography and visual effects and stuff like that. And it's evolved over the course of many movies that we've made together over the, the years. How but many movies would you say you guys made? Uh, well, this is the first. Well, this is the third feature that uh, that oh. Justin has done that I've cool. collaborated with, and I've done some effects work in all of them. But but every every one that we do, we kind of step it up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And this one was kind of there was a lot written you know written around the special effects for it. So uh, and a lot of it we weren't sure if we were going to be able to pull off. But it's like okay, well we'll we'll get in post and we'll see what we can do. But some of it, some of the best stuff that was that happened on set during production was the work of Mother Nature. For example, some of the stuff Justin was referring to, the really cool shots we got out in the desert. Um, we brought this big industrial-sized leaf blower, a, a battery-powered leaf blower, so we can get the, uh, the wind effects. But halfway through the day, the, the, the wind kicked up and, and blew away our, our base camp, and it was oh just my it was gnarly. It, 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 was, it was almost impossible working conditions, but it looked absolutely amazing, <laughs> right. and we didn't need to use the, the leaf blower anymore after that. Um, and that's when everybody's just watching the monitor going, oh, my God, this is so amazing. This Mother is Nature's like, I'm going to help out. I'm yeah, going to contribute, yeah, right? Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well, we have to kind of do the effects to, to match the majesty that Mother Nature provided us with. So we just kind of uh, did our best with it. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love it. Now, you did a fantastic job. With um, now, did you shave your head, or is that a wig, or what? That was phenomenal. Yeah, I shaved phenomenal my head haircut. Now. I mean, it, it is it is mine, but I, I bought it. Yeah, it was uh, brilliant. I'm like, hey, he's fitting it all under the hat. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, no, not anymore. You did a great job, man. It was so yeah. funny. Would you like to see that? Uh, there it is. Yeah, oh, there it is. Hold on, let everyone see <laughs> that. <laughs> Suck oh his badass burgers, baby. <laughs> what? I had no idea. I love it. He's like, and I just so happen to have a cheeseburger in my pocket. <laughs> so now, wouldn't you that be? <laughs> now, wouldn't it, would you like to see one of these out there in the world? I do see one of these out in the world. Right? I think I, I think it'd be. A, I think. It, oh, do you own one? No, no. Oh my God. So these were just made for the just made for the movie then. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. it reminds me of like one of those Quentin Tarantino, like the big Kahuna burger, or like oh, yeah. you know, to be, and you're like, dude, why don't we see these out there in the world? Oh, totally. Hey, I think it's a you know, it's mm -hmm. it's bound to happen. Yeah. I can totally. Yes. Yes. Tell me more. I have oh, yeah. one of the shirts. You and do? And I wear it as pajamas. You do? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Does, do, do people ask you, like, hey, where, where can I go get burgers at that it's place? It's not like I walk around in my pajamas. That's true. That's true. Some people do these days. So, um, I do walk around in at? my pajamas like this. There it is. I the, whole, I hope the whole thing painted of it. Yeah. Everything. I was actually so excited that, that they were making a burger joint. Yeah. And, like, when, when, they, uh, when I actually showed up on set, and they turned the place into this place. I was like, wow. I mean. That like, must have like, been cool. Like you said, they, we, we've done some, some, uh, some uh, movies together. And, like, they went on out in this one. Uh, the, uh, the first two uh, that he did. I mean, he, we did our thing. But this one, they went all out. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. 
uh, for going on on this one and <laughs> not, the, not the first two, but that's okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and, and to clarify, the, the first two, yeah. the first two are Bloodsucker Jones films. They are centered around Mr. Bloodsucker Jones. Oh, great! So, so, so. T- <laughs> okay, but no, it, it, his films, they, they, their films, they just get better and better. And I mean, the people, more people, more and more people want to work with us, work with them, and and uh, it's just because of the, uh, it's it's fun on the set. I was going to say, it sounds very enthusiastic, like yeah, everyone I mean, is uplifting each other. Yeah. And so um, we get a lot of people that want to return to, you know, to help out and film and everything. And I mean, I, I kept my pay. I wasn't going to give it away and everything. So I got, but I mean, I would, I totally would if, uh, if I were actually getting paid. I didn't, I don't, I don't want to get paid. No, <laughs> I, I don't want to get a t-shirt. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I did. I had the t-shirt. And so, yeah, that's why I wasn't giving it away. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, but, uh, two prequels to this? You know what? You stay out of this, sir. <laughs> I love it. But Two yeah. prequels. Yeah? yeah? To this, this we're, movie. We're in the same universe. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Yeah, I always... Jones, yeah, and Bloodsucker I Jones love, the creeping death. I love when directors do yeah. that and they put stuff in the same universe. So what, what gave you that part of me? Um, what gave you that idea to, to put them in the same universe? Um, just because I wanted to work with this guy again. Brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. we can only get him for one day. He's really busy. This guy's got three kids and a beautiful daughter that was just born. And uh, we decided to just, we saw on Gigster, we saw this restaurant and we're like, it just, we needed a restaurant and it just dawned on us one day we got to make it his restaurant. So I love it. It's cool too because now you can weave, you can always have like those little commercials hanging out in the other universes, you know? Oh yeah. It's totally. just like that little wink and it's like, ah, you know, we know yeah. what that's from, right? People love it. As soon as they see him, they laugh just. It's brilliant. The commercials within the movie were hilarious. Oh, thanks. All those commercials were great. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, those were shot in Australia. My friend Jason, he's a filmmaker, and he he shot them in Sydney, Australia. Cool. Gosh, man. Isn't that crazy? Like how things have evolved through the years with filmmaking. You could just go, all right, let's go online, film the scene, send it off to me. We got the editing going on. Man, so you, you, did you say you did the editing as well or no? So Randy was so excited about the movie. He had the hard drives and he would sync the sound so I could edit, but. He's just started editing. He goes, I'm sorry, man. I just like it. So, it was so fun. I just started editing. I said, okay, I'll start at the end. You start at the beginning, right? Yeah, I did really? the end, and he started at the beginning. We edited our way to the, to the middle, and then we found ourselves three weeks later with a full cut of the movie. Incredible. Yeah, he sent the me a scene. The fact that you just let him just run with his enthusiasm yeah. says a lot about you. Well, he sent me a scene, and he goes, hey, check this out. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cool scene. I just did that scene. I guess we're done. So <laughs> I love it. We happen to just edit the same scene on the same day. No way. Yeah, that, then, that was the yeah. middle that we met at. Imagine the scene in Lady and the Tramp where they're eating the spaghetti. Yes. Yeah, that was the middle of the movie is that spaghetti right? with no Brilliant. actual kids. But, you know. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, but, but that's how we met in the center. <laughs> Wait, what's your question, sir? What's your question? We need the spaghetti. <laughs> By the way, this, the, 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 <laughs> the theme song for Xanadu Hellfire was done by that same guy who asked Oh, that very question. cool. Very cool. That was, a, that was a good theme song. Ben, music teacher. He didn't come yeah. down, but he's also a music he's also teacher. Music teacher in the oh, movie. cool, yeah. man. Ben, yes. Ben's, the avant-garde yeah. music teacher. That was great. Ben, ben, Benji Phonic. So if you want to cool. find him online, he's amazing. Is that P-H-O-N-I-C-S? Benji Phonics? Uh, it's B-E-N-J-I-P-H-O-N-I-K. Uh, ah, ooh, that's good, that's good. I'm a big, big vo- vocabularist, so I like to hear the yeah. spellings and things. Um, if you were to be in a, 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 like, if you were to imagine a type of movie you'd like to be in or a kind of role, what would that be? This one. This one! Perfect answer. <laughs> I love it. How about you? Um, in addition to this one, of course, we're not going to say that, too, because it's such a good movie, right? Yeah, maybe in like a movie like Cinderella or yeah, something. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What kind of mo- what kind of movie would you like to be in? Ideally, in like the alien movies. Ooh, you want to be chased around by by aliens and stuff? No, be the alien. Oh, you want to be the alien? Oh my gosh, move over, Doug Jones. We got a new the creature guy coming through. Wouldn't that be cool if you got cast in all these crazy things where you're wearing prosthetics on your face and yeah, right? You got yeah. horns and that would be cool, man. Yeah. That would be fun. You might find that in your future sooner than later. You never know what he's going to write next, right? So what kind, of, what kind of movie would you ideally like to be in? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe something like a princess movie like she had mentioned. Something with a mermaid would be kind of fun. But I'm actually really looking forward to the sequel to this one. The yes, Witches, yes. Witches of the Wasteland sounds yes. awesome. 
when I heard the title of that, I'm like, man, that sounds dope. Oh yeah. <laughs> so do you, have you been, have you, uh, do you have some of that script going on? Yeah, we are starting writing it. Ooh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, so you just have that one next, next one or do you have a whole series That's of chapters next, in your brain? We met last night. We're making an anthology horror movie. Cool. Next, and then we have a bunch of movies we want to make. This one, I'm so broke that I don't know if I'll ever make another movie, but I, <laughs> but um, I would like to make it someday, sometime, yeah. But I started writing it just for fun, and it, it, all these fools are in it too. So you're looking for a distributor? Yeah, we might distribute ourselves. I mean, a lot of distributors, the stories of getting money out of them is mm, really rough. So yeah, yeah, we're you're really. Not a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, so look at her. She's wearing the necklace. So both these. Oh. Both cool. Of these, both of these kids hit, ran. I just heard them screaming, like running on set, and they came up to me and they said, "Xanadu uh, uh, told me you have extra necklaces, and we want necklaces, and uh, we want the money out of the swear jar, and we want, we want the comic books." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." I'm like, "If you yeah. if you leave me alone, can I? I'll, I'll give that to you now. Go away." They just come up with a list of things. Yeah, so they got us. So she's wearing. She's I wearing Xanadu. I gave her Xanadu, or Ari actually has Xanadu's actual necklace from the movie, and then that one was uh, one of the one of the goons necklaces incredible do you, do you like stand outside and like do you just try to concentrate and like <laughs> let's bring that cloud you know no, let's, let's, see, let's make that cloud let's disappear see if I can do it on oh boy watch out <laughs> starts levitating oh my god well you guys we'll think we'll never get another movie <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right that's right uh oh watch out watch out Whoa, yeah he turns into a cheeseburger, right? All right, you guys, thanks so much for coming out. Thank you all for your, for your Q&As, and I'll let you know when this goes up. And, uh, yeah, we have a little break. We got a little break, and then we got the next block coming up. You guys did such Thank a great you, job. Thanks for coming. What a great cast and crew Xanadu Hellfire is, huh? We got a chance to hear from Justin Armeo. Randy Van Dyke, Aria Surik, Ariana America, Chloe Sligar, Preston Gant, and Benji Fonick. Now, we have uh, a Q&A with Justin Rose and Christopher Studenka from Run Rabbit. So, get ready. Um, your idea, how, how, how did it come about to film this? The idea from uh, how did you get, come to the idea? I guess is the first question. Uh, so short version. A short version. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I came upon a documentary uh, a while back called on Netflix called The Keepers, and it was dealing with corruption in a Boston Catholic Baltimore. Was it Baltimore? or was it Baltimore? Ooh. Baltimore. I think I've heard about this. Yeah, it was Baltimore or Bo- yeah, I think it was Baltimore, and. It dealt with a corruption, a Catholic schoolgirl uh, school, where the priests and the cops were involved, and everyone got away with it pretty much. Oh, wow. And so it, it went on for many years, and so what would happen was the church would just move everyone around to avoid all the cops, and it turns out the cops were involved, and so it just became this whole like deal, and you know, it was basically like no justice was served, and... And so I, that's where I kind of got the idea. I was like, well, what if I do something around that? But it just someone just starts killing them. Like, same concept, but let's just throw someone in there that's actually just going to cause trouble and just make it a whole problem for them. That's cool. So, How do you guys know each other? Uh, <laughs> a while, Justin, oh, right, Justin was go. making a short film uh, about three years ago. Two or three it was years, about three years ago. Three years ago, he was making a short film and hired me as an actor for that oh, film. Oh, wow. Uh, but it was his first one out of film school, and um, he sort of let me run with all of the non-creative uh, <laughs> side of it. And so we put it in festivals, and we won a bunch of awards early on, and then the pandemic hit, and all festivals were shut down. Uh, that's um, right. And we moved on and made another short film prior to this. It played all over. And, but that's how we met. He just hired me as an actor, but we... we Learned that we had a pretty good synergy of right, yeah. of working as a team. And, a bromance you know. developed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Absolutely yeah. true. Good, good, good. good. So Actually, I'll be I'll completely honest. I met him, in and he came and saw a film that I was in, that I'm really proud of. Um, What's in the film? It's a short it. film called uh, Nita. Yeah. And uh, he saw it and was like, "Wow, that was great." 
I saw the talent in him immediately. He's a creative and film genius, and I hitched my wagon to him from that point on. <laughs> and that's the absolute truth. Sweet. sweet it was sweet. it was an interesting, you know. And he doesn't like up. doing any of the stuff I do, the casting yeah. and the production. He hates that, so we really are a good team. But, like, so the first <laughs> short film we did, uh, I was trying to work on it prior, but, you know, doing like, something local like that, no one, everyone, people fall through. Actors didn't show up. And so, you know, um, I felt like all was lost, but I took a chance, and I, you know, it was, we're on Craigslist, right? It was some website. Yeah, it was like a website. You can't and, act his it, website. You yeah. Oh, something. Right something. away. And we met. And that's how we And met. that's how we, you know, I had really not, because I dropped out of college. I hated film school, to be honest. And I just wasn't learning anything, but I wanted to do my own thing. Right. And right. so, you know, I met him and we talked and I was like, look, I don't really have much, but, you know, I, I showed him my photography and everything, the little things I've done over time. And so, um, he was like, all right. And then he ta- told me about this uh, little, uh, what was it? Uh, not a fan festival. Which one? Oh, where Anita was playing? Anita, yeah. Oh, at the... Um, it was a showcase. Film bar. Yeah, yeah it was like a showcase. showcase. Right, right. He invited me, and I showed up, and I went, saw all the films. I saw his. I was like, wow, he was great. Sure. You know? And I was like, yeah, I totally want you on board. Let's let's, let's make something. Right. And I saw what everyone else was doing, so I was like, oh, let's do something different. Let's actually, like, kind of, like, go for, like, something bigger. Yeah. Let's do something new. So you had two shorts, right? Yes. yes. And so this is your first feature. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh, uh, how was it going from short because that's a leap of faith going from short to feature how did that happen easy yeah it felt pretty <laughs> easy. it kind of felt pretty easy kind of okay. No. okay no first let me say the gentleman that plays the, the madman the vigilante his name is Greg Wave Greg and I, Greg's an actor obviously he and I had known each other and worked on a couple of projects together and then when I met Justin the three of us got together so the three of us made the film Oh, wow. He was just as involved as the two of yeah. us. Um, he's in South Carolina. But the three of us made it. And so there was a three, three-man team. He and I were actors. Then I met Justin, and I introduced him to Greg. And he wrote the original first mm-hmm. act of the film with Greg in mind. He wow. had met him. He had right. worked with him, but he had met him. He said, yeah, he'd be perfect and wrote with uh, Greg in mind. Yeah, so, Greg, Greg came and saw my, my first my he first saw short. Red Velvet, yeah. yeah. And you know, he came and we talked and I was like, you know, I was like, I like what you're doing, you know, and he, he asked me, he's like, next time you're doing a project, can you know, can we like let's do something? I'm like, all right. And so when I started writing, I had him in mind because I wanted someone that was kinda like kinda young but not old. Like it just you know, he was a skinny guy. I wanted him to look kinda like like scrawny and bit like I wanted this character to be kinda like just beat up and just out of mind. Wow. And so yeah, and I just had Greg in mind and right. Got him on board, and yeah, we all worked together. Obviously, Chris and mine for the other role. Yeah. Of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Now, you're, you're riding with <coughs> Probably not. <laughs> He's <laughs> all I could get. So you, you probably audition a lot of people, and you say, ah, well, it's, it's, you know, everybody else kind of sucks, so I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> your buddy. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, the, the writing was so tense and so rich in dialogue. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you were writing, because uh, a lot of times when writers write something and they, they got to film it, it's like, well, how do I make this? appear on film how did yeah. you, you do that process well so is you know if, you know if no one else knows i'm a fan of tarantino i'm a tarantino fan yeah um <laughs> we got that but uh but like i guess when i when you watch the scenes are very limited and the way i kind of wrote it and the way i envisioned it was almost like a play and so when i'm when i'm shooting everything and you know i, I really want the characters to really like you know, engage with each other. I want to feel that chemistry, and that's why you know Chris came with the with, was great with casting because we got every he got the people he picked were just they, they mesh so well together, and so it was it was great. And you know, sometimes I just let the camera roll and I just let them like you know, there's there's even some parts where they're just like they just kind of go off script a bit and they just right right you know uh, the, a going. lot of the last scene with the with Father Bradley and I in the house is not in the script. Wow. We, we, yes. Wow. Wow. We, 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 we recorded all of it with the words, and then we just went. And a lot of what he kept is, was just improv yeah. in the moment. Wow. Um, and, but, yeah, it's like, like I said, it was like, it was like you know, when I'm watching a film, I really want to get into the characters. I want to understand their motivations, you know, their tics. And, you know, and that's the thing what I love about writing is just because you write their dialogue, but you also want to kind of just feel everything too. 
Right. And the way I see it, you know, I, I see it like I'm in the room with them and I'm trying to observing and I'm watching. Because it's a, it's a very, it's, the subject's very heavy. And so it was like different angles on how I was like, I'm, I was going to write it and how I was going to go about it. And yeah, so I appreciate seeing the dialogue. For it's, sure, for sure. I love it. Yeah, Tarantino, I could tell the influence for sure. Um, so how was the, the production about, how did you go from, uh, did you, so you're pretty much the casting guy, you do all the production part, you're more creative. So yes. how did you, how, how that process go? How long did it take to shoot? Uh, where did you guys shoot that type of thing? Yeah, well, it was all filmed in Arizona, Flagstaff, primarily Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Tucson. Um, and Greg and I, being actors, uh, we knew a lot of other actors, and we went through every agency that we could think of, and we looked, and um, we had a hard time with some parts. It's very hard to convince a parent to let their child <laughs> play the pedophile child. Mm-hmm. Um, really? So we, str- <laughs> we struggled with that. Um, and also, we struggled with um, a couple other roles, and, and we refused to compromise. So the very first act is obviously just the vigilante and the first um, priest. It's a two-person act, and we filmed that in March. And But we weren't fully cast, and we weren't happy with the rest of the people we had. And in a lot of productions, if it's a short film or any film, if you're on a time limit, you just cast it and go. We refused to do that. We waited till we could get the people we wanted. And the problem being, we did that. We started filming July, June, July, and August in Phoenix. So if you can put one and one together, what that means when we were out in the desert in those scenes, it literally was 115 degrees. And uh, we were trying that. to film in March and April when the weather is a little more, but we refused to compromise on cast. And it was wow. more than worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think what works best for us is we have a complete trust in each other. He trusts everything I'm doing on my side. I trust everything he's doing on his side. It doesn't mean that we we don't make suggestions. He always he always <laughs> says no to yeah, mine, right. but we still make them. But we have full trust in each other, and that I think is the real key. You have to have that trust. That he doesn't know as many actors. I've I've acted for a lot longer, so and I don't know anything he's doing on that side. Right. So you have to have that implicit trust, which we do. Right. I think that manifests itself on the screen in, in all ways. And um, I think that just that made the big difference. We didn't compromise on cast. We waited mm-hmm. until we got the right people. And then, so we shot primarily, we shot the very first scenes in March in, two, in a weekend. But then we didn't go until June. We went through July, August, and then did some pickups and some piecemeal shots um, after that. But primarily it was done by August. And we probably shot... 25 days total yeah it felt yeah. but you know some days it was one scene but the setup and the location right. and everything else still takes you the virtually the same amount of time but uh so that's a day uh so there's a scene where he's um it's a flashback scene and we see mario loco and, and oscar shooting that guy oh. in, the, in the broad <laughs> valley and he's pointing the gun at the camera. That's right off a highway in Arizona. That wasn't in it after he had put the movie together. He said, I think we need this. Well, okay, that's great. But now we had to get, like, five people, five <laughs> cast members. And he said, I have this perfect spot. Yeah, it's 100 miles away. So we had to get all five people, drive up to Sunset Point in Arizona, and, and film what's five seconds on camera. It adds tremendous depth to that right. moment in time. Right. But that took a whole day of, for five people to corral them all, to get Oscar, to get uh, Mario, myself, and Greg, and Justin, and the, and the guy that got shot. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> um, so, and, and take all day, because it was like an hour and a half to drive up there. We filmed for like half an hour, and then drive back. But, so that's a day, though. But, but we had, during that June, July, August, we had heavy days, and there was probably... And it wasn't brutally hot. That's the, that's the plus. Yeah, that's that's it was probably that's 20 days total. In the, in the hard part of it. Okay. So. Usually during a film production, there's a lot of things that happen. Some are funny, some are strange, some are horrible. Which, which Keep in mind the subject matter. We had some crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell one. Somebody else had a really good anecdote, too, the last time we... I'll say one anecdote. Obviously, we're dealing with pedophilia, which is, is a horrible, horrible thing. And the little kid... Uh, Isaac, <laughs> who's already signed with a big agency based off our movie, which is great. He's already done national really? wow. commercials wow. and everything. Yeah. So we take full credit for that. <laughs> but um, 
we wanted other kids for that gross scene where the kids are lined up and the priests pick them, right? <laughs> well, Isaac, his mom, is his manager, and, they, and she has twin sons. So I said, oh, would you be willing to let us use your sons in a scene? And she's like, sure. <laughs> Which, miraculously, she had no problem with. And now she's like, did I really do that? <laughs> but we got to know her and her husband and everything. Wonderful, anyway, wonderful. She, she, I said, we're filming them, and you know, here's what's going to happen. There was never any... We're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. All the kids that we interviewed and auditioned, we let everyone read the full script. And Anyways, so she said, all right, sorry, all right, we'll bring those kids to, you know, where we were shooting that day. I said, have them just, like, wear pajamas, you know, because they're going to pick them like they're at sleepaway camp. She goes, great. So the kids show up. They, they show up. Um, this is disturbing. But... <laughs> The kid's pajamas said, ready for action. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like cars and like, you know, little kid scene, but it said, ready for action. Oh, well, one, no. of the, one, of the, one of the guys playing the priest, he like lifts his mask. He's like, did you see his shirt? <laughs> I mean, it was, it's funny disturbing. Because I mean, obviously nothing happened, but it was Weirdly, like. Weirdly, well, well. Yeah. It was like, like, I almost wanted to say, did you not notice what you brought for your kid to wear? He's like five. He doesn't know. But yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a, it's a very hard, it's a very disturbing scene. And I, like oh, I said, I, and yeah, huh? I remember it now. It was Jack's. So the priests are lined up, you know, and we told the kids, all right, one's going to come and pick you and one's going to pick you and just go with them. And that's <laughs> it, you know, and they do that. And, and the ready for action kid, um, <laughs> <laughs> One of the priests picks him and goes off to the side, and Jessica goes, all right, great, cut. And the, and the kid turns to the guy's name, Jackie. It's Jackie's. Wow, you're great at taking kids away. Yeah. It was a twisted humor you have to have. Dark, that was yeah. also in the middle of summer. We were in a garage because we wanted yeah, was... a certain look. It was about 150 <laughs> degrees in that garage in a, re- in a robe that is, like, this thick and... Yeah. Yeah, but dealing with we that, we would readjust that if we could. Dealing with that that subject matter, though, it is it's pretty intense. And, Very intense. You but have to be judicious and when treat I'm, it respectfully. But when I'm when I was writing it, I really wanted people to hate these characters. That was like the whole purpose, and and so, you know, I really wanted that payoff at the end to really just be like, because we all we all hate we all hate those kinds of things. Like, come on. But like I really wanted it to be just like, oh yeah, let, let's let's do it right now. Right, right. And that's why you know that's why you know I I tend to like I really love Mario's character because you know he comes <coughs> off in the beginning as this brutal, you know, unhinged gangster. And you're like, who is this guy? And then towards the end, you're like, oh yeah, that's the kind of guy we want for right, this right. for this moment to you know kill everyone else off. And hey, where would you come with the idea of the chainsaw? So. <laughs> Huh? Please tell that story. <laughs> well, like the whole inspiration for that? Yeah, oh, I, I, okay. it was inspired. It was beautiful. I, I love Casino. One of my favorite films is Casino, yep. like Scorsese. And so one of the greatest scenes, I think, is where you know they're taking care of the, uh, the cheaters, cheaters justice, and they find them cheating in blackjack, and they take him on the back, and he has the saw, and he has the guy's hand, and he's about to saw his hand off until they just smash it with a hammer. And I was like, oh, that's a great scene. Like, that's a funny scene. And so I just, for some reason, I just threw it in there. I love it. It was a couple other things. We thought about an axe. Wasn't there an axe at first? Oh, uh, I don't remember. But, but here's the funny thing. So we're out in the raw desert <laughs> filming that scene. And we had the um, table saw from the first scene. And we put that in the car. And the desert's way off from where we live. And and Justin's like, oh, nuts. We we wanted to use a chainsaw for he this actually, final he, scene. He, he actually said nuts. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wanted to use a chainsaw, and we don't have it, and it's to be like an hour to drive back to pick it up to come back. No, we, we had the chainsaw. No, no, remember? And Ernest, is actual, his actual car, he goes, oh, I got one in the back of my car. You have a chainsaw in the back of your car. <laughs> so that was his chainsaw. No, 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 it was the handsaw. The handsaw was yours. Yeah, we had the wire. And then we were like, well, this is not going to work. And that's when he was like... But he had that chainsaw in his car. No, we, I had the chainsaw because of, uh, uh, my friend had it. Either way, someone had it in their car. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly had a chainsaw. However, the crazy, went. crazy. In the middle of the desert, you guys had in the a chainsaw. Middle of the desert. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, it was the exact same one in the, in the first, in the beginning. And so... Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just kind of funny he had it in the back of the car, the exact same one, same color and everything. 
So, so what's your plans for the movie? You're on, you're on the obviously the, the uh, festival circuit. What's, yeah. is that? It's been great. We we finished the movie in late April, uh, April 29th to be exact. And we started submitting at that point. We've played in probably 30 festivals so far, all over the world, all over in Prague and Toronto, and we've won Best Feature in any number of them. Um, we were in Hollywood last week, and we're in Las Vegas next week. And then for us, what's exciting is Kevin Smith is having his very first festival in New Jersey in December. He selected all the films himself. He selected ours. So we're the, basically the closing film of his entire... Film. Awesome. Uh, so that's coming up in December. Um, so it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's, it's. I think the great thing that I take out of this is, first off, Justin is real genius. But three of us were naive, stupid, silly, <laughs> confident, whatever you want to put, to think that we could make a feature film. The three of us with no money, and and make a good one. And we not only made the film, we've seen the success because it's played well in in Orlando and Tucson and Prague and Toronto, cities that aren't correlated. Does right, it play right. well in Arizona? Maybe, but because <laughs> we're from there, but it's played well everywhere. So to us, I mean, it's, we're still sort of amazed that it's, that's what we hoped, don't get me wrong, yeah. but we, we did it. It goes to his creative genius from his script, but we were able to execute it, and that's been the fun. We're just really in the middle of it. But, right but I've a seen fun. a lot of a lot of projects in Arizona, and a lot don't really come out. And so, it was really like it was really taking a risk for sure. And you know, you have to though. Yeah, and so, but you know, it was you know we we're dedicated to the story, and, and right. you know, think you know, I praise all the actors and everyone involved, and they, they all took a risk. They all took a risk. They all most of them did me a favor. I ask them personally, <laughs> and but all of them to a person, and this is truth. We're very lucky. All of them to a person read the script, loved it enough that they would be willing to take that risk. Some of them came from L.A. to film and all over, wow. came to Arizona. and But every single one of them, and a lot of them have done a, a lots of stuff, every single one of them has said it's the best thing they've ever worked on. Right. From a production and, and yeah. just, so we're proud that we did that. Um, it made it a great experience for everybody because as an actor, I've been on a million projects half of them never get done <laughs> half of them do get done and are terrible some of them you never hear from again you, know, you said half and half already so that's that's, 100%. That, that's how many <laughs> it's a tiny few right, that actually right. make it and then they do something with right, it right, right. and so we were very adamant from the get go that everyone we brought on board and told them the plan and I still send countless emails to everybody that nobody reads but they're fully <laughs> informed at all times right. of what's happening right. which as an actor Lots of times I act and I never hear from him again. And right. I don't know what the hell's going on right. with it. And I was happy. I, I thought it was great. It might be good. And then you never hear anything again. Right. And I'm sure there's reasons. Sure. But sure. when nobody tells you, it's frustrating. So I over-communicate with everybody. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we've had a lot to celebrate and a lot of things happening. And um, yeah, a really lot more to go. And right. uh, we're very thankful that you selected us. We're very happy to be here. We, and we appreciate that very oh, much. Awesome. We celebrate every festival we're in. We're very happy, and, and we thank you. We're so proud to have your you guys. Team. So, uh, what's your uh, each maybe together next project? Well, Justin's writing a script right now for the next one. He's in the uh, midst of finishing the script that we will hopefully start in next year. Nice. Uh, Would you say? Yeah. Maybe not. Well, we'll see. I I, I take, tend to take my time with these things. There's no but, rushing uh, it where you don't. You know. <laughs> I don't know how much like the next one. I'm probably done like the first like 12 pages already um but we'll see i know like I'll he'll get going but the the gentleman that plays the main <laughs> priest plays father bradley bald guy right his name is jeff kimball jeff i knew as an actor but jeff's also a director has right. directed a number of feature films wow and um but he hadn't done a lot of acting in a while because he'd done directing and i got him as an actor for this because i'd seen him and stuff and that really inspired him to want to make another movie. So he and I are making a, another movie while Justin finishes his script um, that's not nearly as demented or dark. Um, <laughs> but, nice. uh, you know, I'm very proud of that. Don't get, I say that with uh, pure joy. But uh, a, a more of a traditional, dramatic film, he and I, um, that'll be similar. You know, limited people. Right. Um, Put everyone in a box as justin i've learned that from him it's like yeah, it i want works. to look it like works. it's in a box you know right. and, yeah. um, so similar concept and we inspired jeff to get going again because he had like a lot of filmmakers he made a lot of stuff and then he sort of got like burnt because right. like 
you sort of like hitting your head against the wall constantly. Sure. And, and it happens. I'm getting distribution and then nothing happens. Right. And, uh, he was inspired, didn't want to be in it at first. I talked him into it like I did everybody else. And then he got like really into it and reignited his passion to awesome. want to make something. Wow. And so he and I are making that because we're further along. But everything that Justin does comes first for me forever awesome. going forward. Okay. Guys, thank you so, very much for bringing your film here. Yeah. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Ow! Yeah. Uh, we go, go to go participate. We are going to have a little break from the, the screenings. We're going to go at, at 5:30. We're going to be at the uh, Stone Church Brewery. We're going to have some uh, little food. Some, some they got beer, great beer, and we're going to have some trivia. Going to win some bottles of wine. So if you guys want to partake in that, we'd love to have you. So oh, sweet guys, thanks, you guys. Well, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate Woo! it. Thank you. Here's your fun fact. You pay to have your star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood, $30,000 to be precise. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Why, well, thank you, Henry D. Horse, for that extraordinary fun fact. Um, what we have here now is a Q&A with Dave Uchansky during the Mulholland Drive block. And this includes uh, a, a few movies. So I'm just going to list off to you some of the nice folks we're going to hear from. Melanie Lee Thompson from The Package. Kyle Kreiner from Stoop Kid Video Trailer. Brett Pugliese from Playboy Eddie. Tim Novak from Unobtrusive. Grace Weather from Madcap Motel and Michael Della Femina from Ivy League Crime Lords. Get ready for an extraordinary ride. And if you are one of these filmmakers, if you are any of these filmmakers that have been featured on this podcast so far and or uh, upcoming, um, please share this episode with your friends. You know, just 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 share this with them. Let them know. Let them know you're on the on the latest episode. Um, and thank you so much for that, for your participation. All right. Here we go. And I did Playboy Eddie. I'm Tim Novak, and I did Unobtrusive. I'm Grace Weather, and I directed Madcap Motel. Michael Della Femina with Ivy League Crime Wars. You guys know what gumbo is? Gumbo yes. in Louisiana, they put everything in the world in the soup. It really makes it wonderful. So we had a wonderful gumbo of films today, I think. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, let's talk about kind of the idea, uh, where the idea of the film came from, and then how you just, yeah, go, go for it. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm a, I'm no filmmaker like the rest of you guys. I'm, I'm more of a music guy. I'm a musician, but the, the visual stuff really uh, kind of engages me. Uh, so I really feel like it helps people engage with the music as well. Uh, and that's what I really wanted. I, I, I had a visual for this story, and I, I had a good friend of mine named Eugene Nova just come over and handle the camera for me and, and kind of interpret that for me. Uh, uh, and he was, he was the true talent behind the camera there, and he helped me actually put that on put that on screen and I was I'm thrilled with how it came out and I, I hope it makes people curious about what's behind it um, yeah. yeah yeah thank you thank you guys thank you Woo. um I literally had the thought I was just trying to think about ideas and I was like well what if someone was like watching like a porn and all of a sudden it turned into like an actual story <laughs> that's kind of where it started and then kind of started to you know think about themes of wanting to connect with somebody but feeling kind of stuck and you know just sort of looking for what will kind of get you out of that and that's where the story came so this is my thesis film playboy eddie um i wanted to make a film about uh a parent who's overcome drugs and they choose their family over the drugs and also it kind of like extends to the daughter um, and like his influence upon her and the brother as well like they had a lot in their past um, a lot of conflict between them 
But in the end, you know, family matters most. So I just think I wanted to make something really heartwarming and also a bit funny and quirky. It's a little bit of a dark comedy and some uh, fun party stuff in there. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm uh, really happy to screen here. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. So my idea kind of came out of frustration. I wanted to make something, but I didn't have a crew. Um, for some reason, I felt like, oh, you gotta do it now. So um, I didn't really ask my family. I just started setting up the camera and filming, and I did that for about a month, and then um, kind of pieced it together. It's a sort of a meta film about making or creating. And uh, thank you for watching, that was great. Hotel was birthed during COVID, and we came up with this idea of what would a film look like if we did it completely backwards of how we usually do it. Uh, so we entered our space not knowing what the set was going to look like. That was all done behind our back. We also had zero script when we showed up that day. Um, so I started with my characters, which was the lovely Tiffany and my friend Max, and I... Tiffany has a very specific aesthetic that I've grown to love, and so I really studied her on the internet, and we started there. We started with styling and creating these characters outside of the world, and then kind of shoved them into their world, filmed whatever we got, and then built the script after we filmed. So, completely backwards. <laughs> awesome. Our project came about, uh, we were just basically cocktail napkin ideas that we were just hanging around and we were just all struggling and everybody had these pedigree backgrounds and we were failing miserably and we're like okay what do we do and we used to hang around the village where there was a lot of you know a lot of folklore about mobsters and my friend Johnny was in there knew everything about mobsters and uh, uh, Vinny the Chin was one of the guys that everybody used to talk about uh, uh, of the Giganti uh, crime family so we created this fictitious Vinny the Shin <laughs> helping us make our show and, you know, clearly we failed at that too so <laughs> but, but it was, um, it's an ongoing labor of love we're, we're all friends so we continue to film whenever we're together and we just kind of have this madcap fun little uh, story that we keep telling and happy to be here and, and be part of this this is a lot of fun Awesome. Thanks for watching. <laughs> now, doing independent filmmaking, a lot of times the unexpected happens. Like it happened tonight. Things happen. Um, something, see, Chippy, just maybe touch on something maybe interesting, horrible, funny, or great that happened on your shoot. That oh, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is extremely mundane, but but you guys know you pick up on little mundane things in your shots all the time. And it's, <laughs> for some reason so interesting to you but the end of my shot where it goes up in the sky and I made the I tried to make the words look like clouds like that looked really awesome to me at the end and it seemed like it would have been common sense but my initial thought was to just get when I walk away have the door of the stoop like that brown wood just stay there like that and then when my buddy Eugene flipped the camera up when I walked by I said you know that's why you, you know that's why you're holding the camera you know? so, <laughs> and that was a little small like uh you know it was a pleasure to see that little change and i think it, it, it worked better yeah the little things what else little things oh my goodness i feel like one of the stranger things about this shoot was that it actually went like pretty smoothly all things considered like wow. during the actual shoot like that was my apartment um so you know and but it was you know still last year so covid was still more of a factor and um, you know, I was definitely worried about that, but um, but yeah, we kept it to a real skeleton crew, um, and you know, I live in a very densely populated neighborhood in LA, so I was very very lucky that like there weren't any you know major uh, interruptions. So I'm grateful for that. So um, fun fact about my movie: uh, the the kid who said um, when Eddie says like this kid doesn't look 21, like that was my brother, my younger brother. <laughs> Um, and he was not 21. He was not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, something unique about the film, um, the outdoor scene, the very last scene, uh, when they're walking in the camera stable, um, 
it was very windy and our audio was like we did um lavalier mics and it was also kind of like you know windy windy and muffled and stuff and we actually adr'd like the entire scene um, so i don't know if anyone picked up on if it was adr or not um but i love how that came out and i actually think that the the performances actually like were heightened in the in the sound room so i was actually grateful that we had that mi mishap and like we brought them into the sound room and um you know created that whole world and outdoor space and um i think that, that was really cool actually something that helped the film uh with me i think the well when i was first setting up the camera just um around my family, my daughter, who was two at the time, um, loved to touch it and play with it. And I said, oh, that could be a whole other aspect. So I took another camera that I had and I set that up on a tripod and that allowed her, you know, to take pictures and to record video. Um, and I was really, I was really grateful for that. Not at first when she was touching the lens, and <laughs> but I feel like that's a fun little scene of the film that you guys see in the hotel room where they open the doors to the portal and the whole room fills with the green smoke. Every time we did that, it would take like 20 minutes to reset to get the smoke out of the room. So after three takes, I think we thought we got it. And so we moved on and then we realized the chip in the camera was malfunctioning. Yeah. And we were on like scene three or four at this point. And so our choices were to, you know, format the chip over and start from the very beginning or just keep going and hope that it didn't corrupt later. I made the decision to delete everything we had filmed and start over, even on our scrunch time. And so we started over and so that take you guys see of the doors opening into the portal was a one take and that was all we got because we had to keep going. And that's what ended up in the film and it's one of my favorite shots of the film. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, I, I guess uh, this is the same thing. Coincidence and how things kind of happen, and sometimes that creates some of the fun and magic. Well, we were in the restaurant shooting, and Abel Ferrer happened to be involved with that restaurant, which we didn't know. And he actually was editing downstairs his film, and um, we were all fans of his. So it was that was all kind of improv. That a lot of this, most of it was scripted, but that particular scene was improv, where he was just hanging around, and he came to the table, and we started talking, and. He needed, needed some money to get a taxi to go somewhere. He's, you know, wild, crazy guy, genius. And all right, somebody had $100, he gave him $100. He goes, all right, for $100, now you've bought yourself a director. <laughs> and he actually meant it. So he actually kept working with him. And, uh, and you know, that was kind of fun and uh, wacky, and, and it worked. So <laughs> Awesome. Wow. Okay, as a filmmaker, as an artist, you always want to be great. This is great, but... What are you doing next? What's next one? The next one will be more ambitious and hopefully make you more curious about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a very good question. I just uh, finished shooting a feature, not that not like my feature, I was just acting in it, um, and then another short like right before that. Lead <laughs> actor? So sweet, my friend. Um, What's the name of the film? Uh, it's called Surprise. It, we, ju we just finished shooting. It's an indie feature, uh, like rom-com, very fun. Um, literally just finished that last week. Uh, so I'm taking a little bit of a breather. <laughs> um, sort of enjoying the Packages Festival run and uh, waiting for inspiration to strike. Beautiful. So um, immediately, or like in the near future, I want to create a short comedy, also a short horror film. Um, some stuff that I've thought about, um, but the film that's screening tomorrow morning at 11 a.m., Internal Combat, that's my newest film. I do want to make a feature film off of that. I just think that I would like to do a couple shorts first, you know, something that I can do quicker and, like, you know, have stuff for festival circuits. The feature would take a lot more time. Um, but, yeah, a feature film is definitely in the future. I really want to make one, so, yeah. It's going to happen. Definitely, definitely will. Do it. Right, right. Um, I'm working on another short, um, which is a little bit more scripted than my last one, um, but yeah, it's uh, incorporating poetry and then music that I do, um, and then improvisation. And I just got a gimbal, so I'm kind of learning that and playing with that. It's real fun. Sweet. It's real fun. 
Uh, I've learned as a writer of films, I enjoy writing the story before I put it into script format. So I just finished writing my second book and then turning it into the feature screenplay now. So it's a little bit of an awkward process. But yeah, the book is done now. Second book. Second book, yes. <laughs> I don't have a first yet, so it's yeah, good. Amazon. Oh, sweet. Michael. Um, we, uh, we continue to work on this. We do new pieces and episodes and such and uh, on for like our YouTube channel that, that nobody's ever seen. Um, and we, uh, I'm in pre-production on a film series called Martini Confidential, which kind of explores the wacky world of the restaurant business. So projects that we're working on. Awesome. Yes. Wow. Great films. Thank you so much. Great, great films, right? Good? Oh, yeah. Great. We do have another film coming in that was supposed to be, we pushed it a little bit, so uh, there's another feature film playing. Uh, Wait here. Right in the back. Right, okay. This guy came from Canada. He's been here all weekend. So his film's playing The Dental Plan. It's playing next. So you guys would like to stay, we're great. But thank you so much. Now what an extraordinary group of artisans and geniuses, wouldn't you agree? Next up, we have Wayne Dew from The Dental Plan. Thank you so much, Wayne Dew. Thank you so much, everybody who came out to uh, be a part of Dos Lagos Film Fest. Uh, we had such a great time. I will be uploading more. Uh, but for now, we're going to listen to, you know, just good old-fashioned, using your resources, doing the best you can with what you got type of stuff. Is with Wayne Dew and his movie, Dental Plan. After that, we have a special treat, Stick Around, a song by Wishing to Float. I can't believe it, but of course I can. And then, of course, the woodsman, Rob Broski of Twin Peaks, is going to send us off. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. All right. And uh, so, would you like to come over here? I'm going to sure. do Q&A since everyone's up here. So, uh, could you just uh, introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is uh, Wayne Dew. I'm uh, the writer, director, and producer of The Dental Plan. It's my first movie, um, and uh, it's a very low-budget movie, completely set in, in a dental office. Um, it's about um, a dentist and his receptionist who mm -hmm. are taken hostage by uh, some crazy guy. Right. And uh, we're trying to figure out what the crazy guy has to do with, uh, with the dentist. Yeah. The whole time I was wondering, who, who is this guy, what's his motivation, what's happening here? So you had a really, uh, it was a really interesting twist ending, I'd say. Cool, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, how did, so, um, you know, I heard earlier these guys were talking about some, some people try to go about and get funding from, from dentists. Is that how you, you got funding for this film, guy, by going to a dentist and saying, hey, how about you're the main character? Um, so actually what happened was my dad, um, who's a dentist, was about to retire. So he was going to sell, um, basically sell the office. Oh. So I, I asked him, could you please give me 30 days? And then I, I wrote the script in about a week. Wow. And oh, wow. I wow. made sure that uh, the script perfectly fit the office so that nothing had to be um, rebuilt or uh, like th there doesn't need to be any construction. Mm -hmm. And um, basically from, from that, um, I, I hired a bunch of actors and then we, we shot the movie. So within a week, you, you had all those ideas. And it just came rushing to you. I mean, did you already have the twist ending aspect in your brain? No, it actually came to me when, when I was writing it. I, I didn't know how it would end. Yeah, so, um, yeah, basically I, I was, uh, it took about a week, um, but I didn't have any idea how it would end when, when I first started writing it. I mean, that's quite crazy, an entire screenplay in a week. Uh, that's, well, I mean, that's, that's very, like... What I'm saying is crazy in the sense of crazy cool, because many people take some very long time to write a screenplay. Well, basically, um, pressure is a very good motivation, right? My dad Ooh. had to sell it to the office. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That's a great piece of advice right there, right? I think when you got a deadline, it really helps you to move things forward faster. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because um, he was going to sell the office, and I, I basically didn't have a lot of time. So mm -hmm. um, we just had to quickly shoot what, what we could. 
the, the good thing is that if something got trashed, um, he was fine with it because he was selling the office anyway. <laughs> and the whole building is no longer there, in fact. So um, that was a good thing. Wow. That's really cool, man, that you put that all together in one week and you had a location and everything. And I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Great job on your first future film. Uh, on your first feature film. Do you have any future films you want to work on? Um, not at the moment, actually. Um, I, I left it open so that uh, possibly there could be a sequel. But uh, to be honest, I'm running out of vacation days at, at work. So uh, nothing for the time being. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming out. And, and thanks a lot for selecting. Yeah, thanks so much for submitting your film, man. This is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Can't believe it, of course I can. I shall receive it, I won't force the plan. I tried to leave it, but I'm on course again. I can't believe it, but of course I can. I have tripped and stumbled, flipped my script and mumbled. from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? 